Life as a woman in the 21st century is challenging. We experience social pressures to have a great job, be the best mom, partner, daughter, and maybe for some, depending on your age, caregivers for your parents. That means we have limited time for self-care. But did you know that taking just 20 minutes of me time three to five times a week will actually make you calmer, centered, and more productive in whatever it is that you need to do? One of the best ways I find my inner calm is to do yoga, of course, but also to learn something new and exciting, to get my mindset away from that monumental to-do list. Life is so serious so much of the time, so it's important to lighten up and take a break from it all. In this podcast, we will be discussing topics that I find fascinating and that help me get into a positive present moment headspace. Appropriately titled Yoga, the Moon, and Me, we will be discussing yoga, of course, but also spirituality, travel, the moon, her energy and her phases, and, well, life. You can find a new podcast here each week, sometimes just me, and sometimes I'll have a partner in crime. I don't take myself too seriously, and I believe that most problems can be solved by a conversation and 60 good minutes on a yoga mat. So from my sacred space to yours, welcome to the Yoga, the Moon, and Me podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Green River Yoga Company. Once upon a time, we were a brick and mortar studio but now you can find the studio here, online. That means you can practice with us anywhere, anytime, no matter where you are in the world. You can even take us on holidays. If you are interested in joining our virtual yoga community, check out the GRYC membership for live and on-demand yoga classes, meditation, higher learning, community, and so much more. Go from struggling to find balance in your life to belonging to a supportive yoga community and having a regular yoga practice that you can be proud of with just a few short clicks. To learn more or to get started, go to www.greenriveryogacompany.com. Hi everyone and welcome back to the show. This week, we are going to be talking about the moon, and that's one of my favorite things right now to talk about. Um, and so you'll notice in the title, I called this following the moon, woohoo or common sense. Um, so I hope that we can dive a little bit deeper into uh, what it means to follow the moon. And um, if you're a little bit critical of this thought process, maybe we can have an engaged conversation and open up your mind just a little bit. I consider myself a woman that wears many hats. I think most women do, to be honest. I'm a yoga instructor, but I'm also very much a business owner, yoga being my business. Many moons ago, see what I did there? Uh, I was a corporate girl, but that wasn't quite the right fit for me. So here I am now, an entrepreneurial yogi. Funny enough, when I was taking my yoga teacher training course, uh, man, over a decade ago, I had no intention to teach. I just wanted something for myself. Well, little did I know that it was going to change my world forever in so, so many ways. 
Yoga for me was like a gateway drug. It opened up doors for me that I never knew existed. I remember one week at school, our focus was adjunct therapies. Wait, what? There's more than just yoga? It was like this transformational weekend. We learned about Thai yoga massage, body talk, Reiki, really just energy work. And it was so interesting. My mind was definitely getting a workout that weekend. So since taking that course 12 years ago, I've really never stopped learning. I've taken Reiki courses, holistic hypnosis, tarot and oracle card reading courses. Um, But my latest fascination, like latest as in the last two years, is the moon, the moon cycles and the moon phases. Some refer to the moon as it and some refer to the moon as her, as she considering that um, in yoga, we think of the moon energy as the feminine, cooler, calmer energy. So for a few years now, I've been learning about and following the moon and its phases. To be honest with you, um, I grew up in rural Ontario, like I didn't have any neighbors. My closest neighbor was my grandma who was at the farm next to us, which, you know, if I squinted really hard, she was about two centimeters tall if I looked at her from over the hill. Um, But I grew up, I grew up in no man's land. So I always followed the moon because there was nothing else to do. There was no computers, no cell phones, and we didn't have cable. We got three channels poorly. So I spent a lot of time looking at the moon and looking at the stars, I guess, moon and stargazing. Um, I find that the more I learn about the moon now as a grown-up and how it affects us, the more I feel like I'm unraveling this huge Pandora's box-like secret that I want everybody to know about. The funny thing is, is that this information isn't new. It's really quite old. We've just forgotten. Many people lived by the moon cycles long before clocks and our 12-month Gregorian calendar, which arrived on the scene somewhere in the 1500s, but wasn't adopted by all cultures then. It took a few hundred years. So this is actually, this moon information is like a remembering. It's like, it's not that we're learning something new. What also kills me is that people think, as I put in the title, that I'm all woohoo because I study the moon. And I want to say, you know, go ask a farmer from the 1800s how they decided to plant their fields or when to harvest. A lot of the times they followed the moon cycles. So I'm only as woohoo as our ancestors. Today I'm recording this on September 25th, which is the new moon. So I thought it would be the perfect time for us to start diving into our moon conversations. Um, Maybe it's best to do a quick uh, review of the moon phases before we do our deep dive into the new moon. So there are eight phases in a moon cycle. A full moon cycle takes about 28 to 29 days, depending on who you ask. And I'm going to give you a down and dirty of each of the phases. So the new moon is where we're at now. And it's total darkness. So the moon is invisible to us. This is a time of reflection. Here we start to think about goals that we wish to achieve in the moon cycle. So it's like planting seeds for our manifestations to come. This is my favorite time. I was actually born under a new moon. 
If you want to find out which month you were born in, just check out the show notes for this podcast to find the link to a really cool moon birth calculator. Okay, so that's new moon. The next phase is called the waxing crescent moon. And here we start to see a little sliver of light. So not only is the moon growing, but our energy starts to build as well. Here we start to put together a game plan and get to work on making our goals and our manifestations a reality. The third phase is called the first quarter moon. And this is when the moon is exactly half. So you might be saying to yourself, if the moon is half, then why are we calling it the quarter? So I did a little digging. When half of the moon's disk is illuminated, we call it the first quarter moon. This name comes from the fact that the moon is now one quarter of the way through the lunar month. Okay, I can deal with that. This first quarter moon phase, I call this the Ross Geller phase. Do you guys remember Friends? Um, And there was this brilliant scene that uh, Ross and Chandler and Rachel were trying to get the couch up the stairs and he kept yelling, pivot, pivot. Well, this is known as the pivot point in our moon cycle. So here we take a look at what we have set our sights on and what's worked so far. So do we still feel aligned with the goals that we set? Are our efforts working or do we need to change directions a little bit? So pivot if you need to, my friend. The fourth phase is called the waxing gibbous. And so here the moon's really building. We're getting closer to the full moon. This is actually the phase right before the full moon. I kind of feel sorry for this phase. It kind of feels like being the middle child. I don't know. Uh, I'm the youngest child, but my sister Joanne sure tells me a whole lot about how it feels to be the middle kid. So um, it feels like no one really pays attention to this waxing gibbous phase, because at this point, we are so looking forward to getting crazy with the full moon vibes. This phase, we continue to work towards our intentions and we pull out all the final stops of making things happen. Here, our energy is really building along with that growing moon. You may find that you need to sleep less here, that you are all fired up. So the fifth phase is the full moon. And this is the phase that we are the most familiar with, of course, because it is that blaring light in the sky once a month. It's so beautiful and magical. This moon is where all of our superstitions come from. Weird stuff happens on the full moon. This is where the word lunatic comes from. Lunar, lunatic. Here's a secret. Our energy is heightened on the full moon, but it never makes someone do something that isn't already inside their psyche. So if you find yourself dancing naked on the full moon, well, that just means you can't really blame the moon. It's something that you've always wanted to do deep down. You were just lacking the courage to do it. So you do it during the the full moon phase. So the next three phases, they very much mirror the waxing phases. So we had waxing crescent, first quarter, waxing gibbous. But rather than the moon building and growing, it is now receding and it's called the waning phase. So the waning gibbous right after the full moon, then the last quarter moon, which is actually the other half. And then finally, the waning crescent moon, where the moon heads back to darkness. In this time, we reflect on what worked, what didn't, 
we forgive, we release, we let go, and we just rest. Just as the moon's light recedes, so too does our energy. And it's really important to know that. And we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. But it's so important to acknowledge that because if you're really trying to power through something and you're in a waning moon phase, then yeah, the energy is just not working for you. So everything will be 10 times harder. Okay, so that is a down and dirty Coles notes on the moon phases. But I really want to talk about the new moon since that's where we're at. And as I mentioned, that's my time. So oftentimes, uh, the moon you were born in tends to resonate most with you. Okay, so I love new beginnings. I love planning um, my online studio. I'm always creating new programs, new exciting ways that I can present uh, yoga or uh, junk therapies to yoga to people. Um, so this is definitely the time that I shine. So the new moon is the first phase in the moon cycle happens every 29 days. And I think I love it because it feels so hopeful. Well, it's a little bit dark, to be honest, as the moon's invisible to us for these three days. But there is the hope that the moon will grow again. And when the moon begins to show itself again, our energy begins to build as well. This darkness actually highlights the ending of the previous cycle. So we just talked about the waning phases. So this highlights the waning crescent where rest is encouraged. It's the perfect time for self-reflection. So we look at what worked in the last moon cycle, and then we clear out any old energy that isn't advantageous to us. Take the time to think about what you learned last time around and then begin the reset. Just look at our time of looking within during the winter solstice, right? When the days are short, nights are long, we really reflect, we look within. The darkness of the new moon offers us that reflection time, but every single month. So no matter if it's December or July, we have that time. Take the time to review and reconcile situations from last month. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe you need to forgive others. So after the rest comes time for the setting of new intentions. And perhaps you are changing your trajectory from the last moon based on what you learned or how you're feeling now. Listen to the mind and body. And once you've taken the time to rest and cleanse, those new intentions, they'll start coming to you. Again, it's just such an exciting time. One of the moon books that I love, and it's quite literally called The Moon Book, uh, written by Sarah Faith Godestiner, she says in her book, this is the beginning of the beginning. I love that. This is the beginning of the beginning. It is the first page of the heroine's journey, the first step, the door opening, the waking up. This is the energy that accompanies inklings and innuendos, what is unseen, but deeply felt and known. I love that. Um, her name will also be in show notes if you want to look up that book. Love the book. The new moon phase is important because here you're setting the tone, really, for the rest of the month. You're planting seeds um, in your thoughts, in your words, in your actions. This phase is all about setting intentions, for what you wish to manifest the rest of the month. You could compare the new moon phase to spring. 
Without a clear intention, it's not possible to know what you want or where you're going. Your intentions serve as both a beginning and your guide through each lunar cycle. So just think about, you know, farmers, whenever, now, back a few hundred years ago, if they didn't plant their seeds, if they didn't sow their fields in the spring, then they wouldn't have harvest, they wouldn't have growth. And so comparatively, if we're not bothering to set any intentions, if we're just kind of coasting through life, um, then it's going to be hard to reach any goals if we have never set any. And so when we set our goals, really focusing on setting them in the new moon, because that is when our energy, the moon energy will help us the most. Think about intentions. They aren't simply a wish list. They are statements that affirm your thoughts. I will, I have, it is already so. Okay, so you wanted to move beyond, oh geez, I hope that this works out. Because if you if you don't commit to it and if you don't put actions to it, then it's always just going to stay in that wish category. So we're stepping above that. Not just a wish, intentions are statements that affirm, right? Your thoughts are so important. If you think negative or, you know, I can't, I don't know how kind of thoughts, then they become your reality. So it is so important to clean the mental house and uh, make sure that your thoughts are positive the majority of the time. What we think about, we create, we become. So as you craft your intentions, I'd say write them down or speak them out loud. Words have power. Once you have written down your intentions for the month, meditate on them. Hold their energy in thought form. Know that it will be true, right? Affirm, this is happening. I'm making this happen. It will be true. We have set the intentions. Um, we're firm on where we're going. We've planted the seeds. This is what I want to have happen. And what happens in the next phase in our waxing crescent, when the energy and the moon begin to build, we start to set action plans in place. So we start to actually write down um, how we're going to make this um, come to fruition. So it's not enough just to set the intention and then just sit back and hope for the best. We have to come up with a game plan. We kind of got to work with the energy. Sometimes I uh, like to journal when I am in this new moon creation phase. So you can um, have tons of like just kind of do a brain dump where you just write down all the things that you can think about. And then you might come back and go, okay, that's, I don't really want to focus on that this month. I'm going to focus on this one or these two or these three this month and really put all of your intention towards them. Sometimes when I'm journaling, these would be some journal prompts and I can include these in the show notes for you as well. What seeds am I planting at this new moon? In what part of my life am I craving change? I love that one. Or in what part of my life do I feel fearful of change? Change is a big deal. Ooh, we should have a podcast about change. Um, what do I need to clear away? So it could be thoughts, right? We just talked about negative thoughts. So what do you need to clear away? Is it thoughts? Is it uh, relationships that might be a little bit on the heavier, more work than worth <laughs> side? Um, just eyes wide open. Have a look at what's going on. 
What are some very small habits or patterns that you can change in your everyday thinking, right? Just awareness of your thought process. And then finally, what new beginnings am I ready to manifest? So I'll put those in the show notes, um, but you don't have to journal on all of them, but sometimes some months, uh, a few of those resonate more than other months for me. So just see, um, yeah, see what pops up for you. Okay. So I think that's all I got to say about the new moon. It's an exciting time. Once I'm done here, I'm going to start writing down, um, my intentions, what I am plan to manifest for this month. Um, and then just begin to watch the moon grow and feel my energy growing. Um, I want to hear from you. So let me know what you are planning to manifest. Um, and maybe we can go through the moon cycles together. All right, guys, thanks for joining me today. We will chat next week, um, on my website, on Spotify. We will see you soon.